Again, welcome this morning. I, I figured we wouldn't have anybody here this morning with the time change. Everybody be laying in, uh, be here on time for Sunday school, but not even show up for church. I guess it looks like we might ought to have a time change more often because we've got quite a few here this morning. Uh, doing my research for this sermon this morning, uh, I always get on the YouTube or on the computer and kind of look for some ideas and... and uh, uh, I'm going to start off this morning telling you all a story that I borrowed from, I'm going to borrow it from Max Lucado. Uh, there was an older couple, were sitting at home, you know, watching TV and their recliners, and there's a commercial come across about this drug that you can take, and it helps improve your memory. And they got to talking about it, and they thought, well, maybe we need to go get this scene about, because they realized that they were forgetting a few things, so... Uh, they made an appointment, went to the doctor. Doctor says, checked them both out and said, well, from what I can tell, y'all are in pretty good shape. You know, for your age, you can remember things uh, pretty well. I would suggest, though, if you have a problem remembering something, you just take a notepad and write it down. And I can relate to that because I carry a notepad all the time. And I'm sure some of y'all do, too. Anyway, uh, they went on home. About a week later, they were sitting there watching TV again, and uh, Grandma, she's sitting here crocheting in her chair, and Grandpa was sitting over here on the other side, and he's, he looked over at her and said, you know, I believe I'm going to fix me a bowl of ice cream. Would you want some? And uh, she said, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would. And uh, he said, all right. She said, would you mind putting a little whipped cream on mine? And... Uh, he said, okay, I can do that. She said, you sure you can remember? He said, yeah, I'm just going to the kitchen. So she said, well, in that case, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to put a little hot chocolate on that thing and maybe chop up some pecans and put some pecans on there. I know you need to write that down because you're not going to remember. He said, honey, I'm just going to the kitchen. And so uh, she said, all right. So he went off to the kitchen. She's sitting here with her crocheting. And he's gone about 30 or 40 minutes. He comes walking back in there, and he's got two plates carrying them in. And on these two plates are scrambled eggs and bacon. <laughs> and she goes, oh, my gosh. I knew you should have wrote it down. I knew you couldn't remember it. You forgot the toast. <laughs> now, how many in here can relate to that? Will you pray with me this morning? Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity this morning to deliver your word to your people. And I just pray that my words be your words and that my thoughts be your thoughts. May each person here today hear the words they need to hear and are blessed by your message. Amen. All right. When I was searching the other day, I was looking for forgive and forget, and that's how the forget story came up. So I think I'm just going to focus today on forgiveness. That's what I prepared my lesson on. How difficult it is sometimes to do, and how important it is that we do it. That is to forgive. 
You know, y'all may remember this. I don't know. A few years back, Wayne gave us a sermon up here one day, and and uh, hi, Wayne. You thought I was sleeping, but I wasn't. And I haven't forgot this lesson. And compared to angry feelings that we keep inside of us, our animosity toward others, we get angry about something we can't turn loose of it. He compared that to having baggage. And uh, if you don't turn loose of this baggage and set it down somewhere and try to deal with it, pretty soon, before long, you've got so much baggage that you're carrying around that you've got this wall up between you and everybody else and you can't, can't deal with it. And today, we're going to uh, talk about getting rid of some of that baggage. Now, the New Testament has many scriptures and parables pertaining to forgiveness. Today, I've only skimmed a few examples for us to talk about. And our scriptures this morning are on the screen. Thank you, John, for doing that. Uh, we'll start out with Matthew 6, 14, if you all want to find that in your Bible. I'll give you a couple of minutes here if you'd like to look or read along with us. They're short. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now these are the words of Jesus himself. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now our next scripture, if we move down here on my list, is Luke 6, 37. And again, these are the very words of Jesus. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Do not judge, you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. And if you forgive, you will also be forgiven. Now let's move down to Ephesians 4, 32. And these are Paul's words in his letter to the Ephesians. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other as Christ God forgave you. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other as Christ God forgave you. Now the key word in these scriptures, as y'all can tell, is forgive. And I'm sure each one of us, at one time or another, have been hurt or offended by the words or actions of someone And uh, that's just part of life. I mean, it just happens. If you, if you get out and you're around other people, things are going to happen that you might take offense to or your feelings get hurt. But if we leave and uh, when someone does hurt us, so I guess it's just human nature. We first, our first instinct is to maybe get back at them. You know, uh, you hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you. You say this bad words to me, I'm going to say something to you and it's going to be even worse than what you said to me. But truthfully, if we believe in God's word, as it is evidenced in these scriptures, that is not 
the right thing to do. It's not the way we should be as Christians. Sometimes it's really hard to forgive. In fact, sometimes we just can't do it by ourselves. Sometimes we have to learn to just turn it over to God and ask Him for His help in doing this. God, I think, is not so concerned about the situation between you and whoever you have a grudge with. He's more concerned about making things peaceful in your heart with what's inside you and putting you at peace. Uh, I'm reminded, first of all here, of, uh, of the story of the prodigal son, which is found in chapter 15 in the book of Luke. And I know all y'all are familiar with the story. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it for you. You remember there were two brothers and a father. And the younger brother asked the father for his inheritance, for his money. And he took it. And he took off, went to the city. And he blew all his money on wine and women and song and partying and what have you. I don't know what they did back then, but uh, it wasn't too long till he was broke. And he found himself in a pig pen with some hogs feeding them uh, seed pods. And he was so hungry that he wished that he could eat some of that stuff that he was feeding to those pigs. And then it occurred to him, you know what? He said, my, my servants at my father's house eat better than this. And uh, so he made up his mind to go back home. He would go before his father, tell him, I'm sorry, Dad, I messed up. I did wrong. Forgive me if you'll just put me to work as one of your servants out in the field and just feed me like you feed them, then I'll be happy. Well, you know the story. He starts going home. He comes up over the hill and walking down the road, and the father spots him from a long ways off, and he recognizes it as his son. He takes off running to him, and he was so overjoyed that his son had came back home. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly how long he was gone, but it must have been a year or two, I don't know. Uh, but the father met him and he was overjoyed to see him. He, he called the servants and said, bring, bring him a robe, let's put a ring on his finger, and let's kill the fatted calf and we're going to throw a big party for him for coming back home. Well, out in the field, his older brother who had been there all this time working not saying a word, just getting up and does what his dad tells him to do, what his father told him to do. Here's this ruckus up at the house, and he asks one of the servants what's going on, and he says, your brothers came home, they're throwing a big party for him. Well, I'm afraid I could probably relate to how he felt, the older brother, more than I could the younger brother. I mean, if I'd been there all this time and working, and day in, day out. Dad never says anything. You never get a paycheck. You just go out and work and you get to eat. And uh, your younger brother comes home after having a big time. I'd been a little jealous and a little upset. So uh, that leads us to a, a problem between the two brothers. And I would like to uh, move on here to another parable. It will maybe tie into this one. Uh, this is in Matthew, again. We're going to start with verse 21 in chapter 18, the parable of the unmerciful servant. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times 
Shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And I don't think that Jesus really meant 77 times. I think he was really saying, you just do however however many you have to do to make things right. If it takes 177 or 1,077, you are to forgive your brother, to be merciful to each other, and to get along. I mean, I think that's the message that uh, Jesus was trying to tell to Peter. And he continued on. He said, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. As began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents, and I looked that up, that is millions of dollars. I don't know how he could let someone get millions of dollars in debt, but they said that this was in the millions of dollars in today's world, was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife, his children, and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Well, the servant fell on his knees before him, and he said, Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The, ser- the servant's master took pity on him, canceled his debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, which was about 50 bucks from what I could determine. And... Uh, He grabbed him and began to choke him. He said, pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back, just like he had begged the king to be patient with him. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When other servants saw what had happened, They were greatly distressed and they went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. He said, you wicked servant, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had the mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And in his anger, the master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back his debt. Jesus says, this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Can you all see the correlation here in this parable between the two servants and the master? The master is God. The first servant, the one that owed the million dollars, that's us, that's each one of us. And the second servant is someone that you're carrying a grudge against or can't make peace with because of whatever reason, if you're too prideful or, uh, you know, just whatever's going on, I'm not going to give in first. He's going to have to come to me and say he's sorry. And in this parable, what Jesus is really saying is that if we can't pass on the forgiveness that Christ extended to us, to someone else, 
then we ourselves will not be forgiven. We can't be forgiven. How can anything that sounds so easy be so hard to do? We must learn to depend on Christ to help us forgive. You know, as, as he was hanging on the cross in agony with nails in his hands and his feet, he had compassion for the Roman soldiers. And he said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. I'm asking you this morning if you have some extra baggage, as Wayne would say. Do you have some extra baggage? Is there someone, a friend or parent or sibling or a spouse or just anyone you're having a hard time forgiving? We invite you this morning to bring those feelings forward. Lay them here at the, uh, Jesus' feet in front of the cross.